Hi. Good morning, good afternoon. I'm still morning here, actually. Oh, good afternoon. Good morning, gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Not you. <laughs> but oh, that song title, album title, it just honestly, it makes me laugh every single time. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, yeah. it's, I can't believe that it's titled that. But you know what? It's an affirmation of positivity. I just can't get my head around it yet. But honestly, I mean, if you've had as many albums as she she had, obviously you can't really come up with like. Mm. And I think she's tired of like just writing, singing about sad stuff, so she's given something different. I know, like my life, my life part two, (laughs) the journey continues. (laughs) Um, Before we get into it, I just want to apologize, everyone. I'm feeling so my voice is a bit raspy, and you might hear a bit of a sniffling throughout, but um, yeah, I'm gonna push through. But yeah, Um, did you have a good Sunday morning? Yeah, it's been yeah, it's been alright so far. Not too bad as a day as a, as a whole. Sundays are usually chill. I do enjoy Sundays a lot, quite a lot. So yeah, okay. how about you? Yeah, it's just been chilled. I actually watched Monsters Inc. <laughs> On the film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a throwback. Yeah, definitely. Two thousand and one. Can you imagine like it was actually like I was I was working it out and I was like seven years old when that came out, and it's yeah. been like, twenty years. Oh, wow. Now we're like extra old. Oh no, it's been a long time, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, hi everyone. Welcome to the Rated Podcast. This is the podcast where we speak about all things music and popular culture related. I'm Olivade. And I'm Carsey and then. And today we're gonna to give you another hot topics episode. I know you love these ones. <laughs> um and I thought we would start off by just like saying R.I.P. to Jamal Edwards, who passed away. Um over an alleged heart attack at 31 years old and I just feel like this news kind of rocked the whole industry because he was someone who kind of launched a lot of people's careers and obviously he was like the founder of SPTV which was a major major part especially in South London was a major major part of um, like grime and music culture and he really had a staple in, in the industry so I just think it's really sad that he died so young and I just want to say rest in peace to Jamal Edwards. Yeah, definitely rest in peace to Jamal. He, like, so young as well, like, he was in his early 30s, and as you said, he was a pioneer. Like, a lot of people that have big careers now, like Ed Sheeran, had, like, started essentially on that platform, and a lot, he gave a lot of people, like, um, he showcased a lot of talent that like, might not have, like, made it mainstream if he wasn't, if it wasn't available through his platform. So he definitely pioneered, like, that kind of whole YouTube um thing early on in his career and i think a lot of like platforms followed on from his example of like you know showcasing people performing rapping freestyling um even covers of different things so there's a lot of channels that kind of followed the sptv format following on from that so yeah he's definitely a pioneer it's really sad that he died so young but i feel like he left behind a legacy that i'm sure his mother and sister and people that were in his organization will be able to continue and so yeah just uh oh, yeah. to jamal but yes rest in peace it's been so nice to see all the comments and stuff about him and all the like things that people are saying that they did he did for them. So it's been nice to just it's nice to know that because even when he was alive, he probably but yeah, actually he got he got his flowers when he was alive too. But it's nice to see that those flowers have been continued. So yeah, yeah, peace. exactly. Also, sorry, random. I met him one time and I was like twenty. I was at working some job called NTS to challenge or whatever, and um, they like had a mini like dragons den for these children who were like creating ideas and how to improve their communities and stuff and he came through to be a judge and when he i remember he walked through the door and all the like i was 20 then so all the children were like 16 to like 18 and they started screaming and everyone was like whoa Jamal. it was so crazy <laughs> i just really appreciate the fact that he was big then and he took the time to come to kingston university to sit in a hall or lecture theater with like some children that you know obviously he didn't know from anywhere and i thought that i would just tell the kind of person that he was as well so yeah yeah definitely there's, there's there's a lot of stories like that i've seen yeah he took the time out to like just i don't know it's just nice because you, you don't really hear of those things happening like especially when someone blows or gets big or whatever they seem to sometimes they seem to like forget they do like, where they came from so but it's nice yeah anyway i repeat to jamal edwards yeah rest in peace um yeah so speaking about i guess death is always sad um Another posthumous event, I guess. I don't know what to, how to even what to even call it, but yeah, Whitney Houston albums are apparently in the works. 
Rose eyes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you feel about like post performance humans. I can never get over this word. Music where people release when they're actually not with us anymore. Let's just say that. Because <laughs> I don't know how to say the word properly. Since her death, she hasn't had one, has she? They've like done that. She's got that song, that higher love song. And it's, you, have you heard it? I don't think so. Oh, it's like one of them, like, you know, like them DJs that like remix like vocals and. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like they've done it with that like, craze and cherished song, do it to it. But um, they've done that. So, Higher Love, I think, I can't remember which artist, Kai something. Anyway, I don't know which artist did it. But yeah, so there's that I've heard. In the, I hate the gym all the time. They um, did that for the, the Boy is Mine as well. Yeah, and then with mixed with Destiny's Child Girl mm-hmm. in it. Or, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That kind of thing. Yeah, that's what they did so far. Um, So, nothing really has been released post her death to my knowledge so yeah i think this is the first time and it's been about she died in 2012 so it would be 10 years so i guess that's why they're trying to come up with more stuff but what do you think albums? i mean you know how i feel about these albums. <laughs> <laughs> so and because it's been so long it's just like can't we just let her let her rest i mean <clears throat> the thing is i wouldn't mind these type of albums if they got like the sound right but whenever they release these kind of songs or albums, and to me, like the the, the vocals, they just sound so like distorted. So that's what I don't like about them. Like even the, I think I listened to the Michael Jackson one when he first passed away, the This Is It album, I think it was. Um, and that just sounded so terrible. It literally sounded like, I don't know, it sounded like he was in the studio and they put like something over his mouth or something. Like it just sounded so like, like, what's the word, like, drained out, and I just don't like, or, like, futuristic, or, I don't even know, like, even with the new Aaliyo one that I, that she just released the other day, Poison, I didn't like that, because her vocals, it didn't sound like Aaliyah, it just sounded like a robot. That That's it. I don't, I think it's because when they, like, die, obviously, they have recorded, like, several songs, but, you know, like, when you record a demo, it's raw and it's rough, so the vocals are not, like, in the purest form. So I think with that song, for example, the Hold My Hand song always comes to mind, because it sounded like him, but not really. And then with the Aaliyah song, Poison, thing, it doesn't sound like her. And I believe the vocals were probably raw and rough. She probably recorded it one time. They didn't get to go back and redo it. They didn't get to master it or anything. They didn't, she didn't get to go add on extra, extra vocals, obviously. So I think it's that kind of thing. And then they edit it heavily because of the fact that they weren't able to, like, you know, add on extra vocals. And it just doesn't sound like them at the end of the result. So, yeah, I agree with you. I'm not really here for posthumous stuff. Unless, like, they've, you know, recorded these bodies of work. So they that she recorded for her third album that they released after she died, which sounded good because she, it wasn't, you know, it was mastered, it was like perfected, but just didn't make it onto the album. So that kind of song, those kind of songs are okay. But the songs that are rough and raw, I think you should leave them alone because it doesn't sound like them once you've edited it and chopped it through here and did this and that and added this autogen effect and whatever. So I'm in, in agreement with you, mate. Yeah, exactly. That's how I feel. And also, I think I, I am a Whitney, I'm a Whitney Houston fan. I would say that, but I think mostly I probably mostly listen to all her singles or or her like um, most popular songs. I don't think I've ever listened to like an album album. Yeah, so. I think yeah, she was before our time essentially because when she started, we were like in heaven somewhere floating around. So <laughs> we, weren't, we, weren't, we weren't alive. So yeah, I am the same, same with you. But she has enough songs for somebody to like. For example, if she was alive, we would be able to go to a concert because, like, based on her number ones alone, you need to know yeah. those. And obviously, there's more t- chart hits. So, but yeah, I agree. It's weird because even though she was before our time, um, I would say like I was, I still grew up with her music, which is kind of weird because it's kind of like it's opposite to Janet Janet Jackson, who was before our time as well. So, like, I don't know as many Janet songs as I do Whitney songs, and I don't know if that's because they were more popular or. Really have crossed over to all of the decades, I guess. So yeah, I think that's a good point as well. I think it's similar to me too, and I just don't know if it's, it's our households, maybe because my parents would listen to like Michael Jackson and maybe not Janet. So then also Whitney Houston was like popular in my household too. I think my dad was a DJ as well, so I used to hear like that kind of thing a lot. But then I'd, yeah, so I think it just depends on what you kind of heard and how. I don't know, because Janet Jackson was really popular as well. Like, as just as popular as, like, I would say her brother, essentially. But I don't know how that didn't transcend. Like, we knew who she was, but we didn't know her music. So, yeah, yeah it's a bit of a weird one, to be honest. I think maybe... No, actually, no, I was going to say maybe because it's her... Like, her, like, most iconic album or song, whatever, that, that was released in the eight, like the end of the 80s, so maybe that's why. But, but even Whitney's albums were released in the 80s as well, so 
And we still know them, yeah. yeah. I think also, like, the thing like X Factor and, like, American Idol, they, like, had artists. Yeah, they would always have, like, Whitney Houston songs on um, for people to sing as part of, like, the song selection. So, like, we were always given a Whitney week on X Factor every so-and-so years. So that also reintroduced us to her discography as we were growing yeah. up. Whereas there wasn't a Janet week because they wouldn't be able to... They wouldn't be able to keep up with after. It would have been if they could dance as well, but some people would be at a disadvantage. So yeah, probably not. I mean, I think throughout the whole of X Factor, there's probably been like I remember Flirt East, yeah, Flirt East, she could dance. Yeah, and Alex Burke could also, and JLS. Oh yeah, JLS. Yeah. Yeah. But like obviously no one else comes to mind. Cher could probably bust a move as well, actually. Alex Burke could dance, but she didn't dance on the show. Yeah, they didn't. They just gave her like a couple little two, 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 you know, eight counts. Yeah, but she actually does. Like she, she can hit choreo. So proper move. Yeah, I agree. A show. I don't know if there is one, but a show of like, like a singing competition, but also like you have to dance as well. I know. I do. I would appreciate something of. That's why the sorry, Diddy's shows making the band were really important. I think for the culture. I was seeing clips of them floating around on the internet the other day and everyone was like, oh, he used to put them through hell. But I think that, personally me, I would have cried if he had shouted at me the way he speaks to some of those people. I would have broken down many times <laughs> on that TV show, many times. But yeah, seeing how he was like so passionate about them being able to sing and dance was, I think was really important because then he didn't let anybody slide. And if they weren't a good dancer, he would have cut them off on being a good dancer too. So you literally had to be the best of both mm-hmm. or at least improving. So I think that was important for that show. So you're right. Shows like that would be good. Just less, less harsh treatment for the contestants. But yeah. Yeah. Do you think he'll bring back the show? It's supposed to be like brought back, you know, because there was like clips and stuff of them auditioning guys for new groups like a couple of years ago. But COVID and stuff has interrupted. So I believe that they it should be in the works. But I don't know what's happened with it at the moment. So yeah. We want another day twenty six and another day as he came. Yeah. It's another group, man. Yeah. Missing them. But yeah, moving on, we have a new song from So Weedy <laughs> featuring her called Closer. And um, so when I it's okay. So when I first listened to this song, I automatically thought of Kiss Me More by Doja Cat. Yeah, me too. And I was thinking, okay, sweetie, you better you know, get into your Doja bag. But I think it's not real. Okay, I, I don't mind the song. I think it's actually all right. Like mm. I can imagine it on like um, commercials. I can imagine it on like. Um, I don't know, just like, you know, in like Forever 21 or like H&M or something, like yeah. those kind of shops. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, it's cute in that sense. But in the sense of, I'd, it's not, it, it's it's wrong for like telling everyone what sweet, like her sound is because it, it literally just sounds like a dojo ripoff. So it's like, it's it's like not, we still don't know who Sweetie is because all of her songs, they're just, they're just random songs that I think they're just like, oh, let's just do that one to see if it sticks. Let's just do this one to see if it sticks because obviously Icy Chain didn't do anything. So now they're like dipping into like Doja Cats or like let's say like the what's it? It's like kind of like the seventies kind of disco, like disco kind of. like funk kind of sound. Um, yeah. Which I'm not mad at. I'm not mad at like I like hers bit. I like she sounds good in the song. I mean, Sweetie's rapping is still a bit you know it's just not the best. And she kind of hit. hit did you watch the video? Yeah, I seen the video. A little bit of choreo, you know, kind of smooth, kind of clean. So, I mean, the video is alright. I just think that. It's just not the smartest move to do a song so similar to one of the biggest artists right now. Because he's obviously going to get comparisons. And obviously, Sweetie's name is not, like, I don't know, it's not as, it's not respected right now, let's just say that. So, in music anyway. Because people just, there's a lot of people, I've watched a lot of videos about, I've watched, like, reactions of stuff of this video, of, um, of that song. Yeah. A lot of people are saying that she's kind of just getting by on Pretty Privilege. And she's kind of just... Like they don't matter at it because she's actually a, she probably she's actually she's coming across as a really smart businesswoman in yeah in what she's doing, but like music wise, a lot of people don't think that the album is gonna come basically because it seems like the label are not really invested into the album because it's been pushed back and pushed back and pushed back and then, and they haven't had like a, a proper lead single for a long time so it's like what are you doing so yeah since two thousand and eighteen I've been hearing about a pretty bitch music volume one this album it is now 2022 so i don't know what it is here but like at some point i just think you know i don't know what they're expecting from her maybe they're telling her that she needs to get a top 10 or maybe she's thinking i don't want a top 10 hit before i release my album 
or like a you know top five. I don't know what the criteria is for releasing the album, but at some point it's like you've released so many songs and they're just kind of just floating in the atmosphere now. So you need to just hone into whatever you're doing, release the album and just be done with it. And then obviously move on to other projects and stuff. So I think I agree with you in that sense. I would also say that, I don't know, I have mixed feelings about Sweetie because I like her. Like, I can't lie. I did like Icy Girl and there's like her first EP I enjoyed. Second EP I enjoyed as well, actually. It's just the recent things I haven't really enjoyed too much. I think I like this song closer more than other things. I like Best Friend as well. That was the last thing I think I liked in terms of her releases. But one thing I want to say about Sweetie is that um, I think she's... I don't know, she gets a lot of flack, but I, her story reminds me of, like, MC Hammer. So like, I watched a documentary about him over there on YouTube, and he was somebody who, like, he sampled a lot of songs, and they didn't really take him seriously in the industry because he wasn't, like, you know, like, his image didn't fit that of a rapper then. And I think she has the same kind of thing. She samples a lot. People don't think that she's creative in a sense, and her image isn't, like, that of a typical... Like, she hasn't got the, you know, the... I don't know, let me compare it to Nicki Minaj. She hasn't got the, like, the punchlines that Nicki has. She hasn't got the the flow, the different flows. Like, her, her delivery isn't as on point as some rappers, I think. So she gets that kind of same hate, but I respect the fact that she is um, a businesswoman and she also is good at marketing herself and she's always somehow securing the bag in any sense. So I think those are really positives. But as we always discuss with her, I think she needs to hone her craft a bit more. I think Closer is a good song. I'm not going to lie. It does sound like Kiss Me More. As soon as I heard it, I thought this is the same formula. And obviously she's seen the success that Doja had with Scissor. So she's trying to replicate that. And it's working for her because it charted. Um, it's charted. So I believe it will just continue to rise. So I don't know. Sweetie is an interesting character, definitely, so to speak. But um, I think she just needs to hone her craft more. And I want her to do writing camps. I want her to continue doing boot camp or whatever she's doing just to find her artistry. And also just to find her niche. What is your sound? Sampling songs is fine as a rapper. So many songs are sampled. So people that get onto her about it can really chill because... So many songs that we listen to are sampled from like the 90s, the 80s, the 70s, and people just don't know as well. Maybe because her samples are really obvious, but it's okay to sample songs. That is what hip hop culture is about, sampling music. I'm sorry for my pre- my preach, but I'm done now. <laughs> Look, I agree. And I think that her sampling songs, like, I think she should, she should have stayed down that lane because that was kind of, that was her sound. It was her thing. It was her thing, and it's okay. Like, it worked for her. The song that she sampled, they popped off. Like, it was good. I enjoyed yeah so and then ever since she like kind of like dipped off that a little bit she yeah she, she's just been it just seems like she's a bit lost and it seems like because she's lost the label are not really 100 percent back in the album so i just feel like it's not going to come to light unless unless they get unless closer becomes like a massive hit but i, I just feel like what sui is doing is she's like releasing these songs and then they're just being paid dust like best friend was kind of a hit but then she kind of just left it to the side and then we had, what was it after that? We had Back to the Streets as well. That was kind yeah. of vibe. And then we had Icy Chain, which kind of did nothing. Um, but I've noticed that, um, so basically her, all her features do well, which is not a good thing. Mm. Like the songs by herself, people don't really mess with, but like all her features kind of do well. So I just feel like maybe it's the feature that kind of carries the song and carries her, which is not really a good look, but. Yeah, the thing is, like, even with that in itself, like, it just made me think of Sierra because I remember thinking, like, people used to say that to Sierra about Sierra that a lot of her songs that are her top tens are like the songs she has with people. So, like, her goodies, Pete Pablo, Once You Set Missy, Oh, Ludacris, Like You, Bow Wow, So What, um, Field Mob, Get Up, Chameleon Air. So, like, a lot of her hits are with other people, and then her songs that are solo essentially, like, Promise, Like a Boy, Level Up. They've done well, but like not as well. And Body Party, like they did well, but not as well. So it's something about collaborations. I think I've told you before that there's like a statistic that sometimes that says that songs that have features are more likely to chart on the Hot 100. Yeah. I think it's in line with that too. So yeah, I, I agree with you. Sweetie's collaboration tends to pop off a bit more because obviously the other person's name and what they add to the song adds a bit of je ne sais quoi. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. User, um, and also she received the Game Changer Award the other day from the Billboard Women in Music um, ceremony thing. And do you think that she deserved that award? Let's just start with that. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chile. I mean, <clears throat> I don't think she's done enough to receive that kind of award. Like, like when you think of Sawi, the the song you think of is my type. And the icy girl, 
And then has she like what has she done to really change the game? <laughs> Sorry. Before her, Nicki Minaj got the award in 2019. Let's just throw that in there too. Yeah, that's not there's not the same caliber. Yeah, I agree. So that's kind of random. I don't know who she knows on that on that board of panels, but but her speech was cute. So yeah, I respect the fact that she um won the award. Whether she was deserving on the award, I don't know. Like in terms of game change, I think she has changed the game in the sense she's she's like an influencer rapper. I don't know what to call it, like modeless kind of person. So like she changed the rap game in a sense that it's not all about rap with her because like she's credible for her how she markets herself, how she has collaboration. So I think other rappers and female rappers are like taking on this um embodying this kind of thing of like I'm a rapper but I also am a businesswoman in a sense. And Megan has you know collaborations with this and that brand and Nike and this and that. So like I think that's the thing that she's like I don't know something about marketing. What she's, I think she changed the game in terms of like marketing because it's not all about the music with her. It's like more so about her, her personality, yeah, her, her brand, and then the music. I would say so. That's what I think she changed in terms of the game. But in terms of music, I don't know. If she really is on that award. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, so I, I still love her. Like I actually really do like her, whether or not like people think that she's the best rapper or not. I appreciate the pushing. I appreciate the machine she has behind her too. But um, yeah, I don't know about that award to be honest. She looked nice though. Yeah. She did. And what you said, you just said that you said that she's kind of like an influencer. I, I think that's kind of like her label at the moment because, yeah, she, she's, she seems to be anywhere and everywhere. Yeah, literally all over the place. And she even like had a YouTube like, advert I saw the other day, like um, about YouTube Premium or whatever. And then it went into like, she was in a bathtub and they went into like her song closer with her and I was just thinking yeah this girl like literally is just marketing on 100 always she kind of reminds me of um, Rita Ora the American version just there everywhere but like everywhere but nowhere at the same time (laughs) yeah it's like everywhere (laughs) but just in my face like you're doing this you're on this show you're a judge here you're there you're Mm -hmm. the brand ambassador for this you're dating this person you're like literally always in the headlines for most things besides your music yeah so yeah definitely I think and also she said that the other day she wants to collab with Miss Riri Bad Yellow Riri (laughs) <laughs> do you think that that how do you think that would sound low-key so you collaborated with some girl that looks like rihanna like the other day as well i can't remember her name but there's some like island infused singer girl influencer and she collaborated with her she looks like rihanna and like her um sos and if it's loving that you want days so i think it would actually you know that collaboration would actually probably be boost a lot yeah and i think I, I think i would actually like to hear rihanna and sweetie together i think it would be an interesting sound and I just would like her to get a really good like person who writes music, just help her hone whatever song that is, and just write a nice good sixteen bar for it. But yeah. I can imagine that like, Sweetie making a song together with someone. It'll be like a an icy girl kind of like pretty bad girl vibes kind of song. I can imagine it working. Yeah, it'll be good as well because we, we all know that Rihanna has a good ear for music, so she won't jump on it if she doesn't think it's good. That's it. But, I definitely think it would be good for Sweetie's career, but and also I would love. I've always said that I would love Rihanna to collaborate with more female artists anyway. So yeah, that'd be good to see. I agree. I just I don't really think that she will though. Yeah, not I don't foresee it anytime soon. To be honest with you, but um, I think it's good to put it out in the atmosphere because she will see that you know she's she'll be here that people want to collaborate with her and maybe then she'll decide in the future when she gives birth if she wants to work with this person or that person. So yeah, good to put it out there into the universe anyway. Yeah. Um, speaking of collaborations, um, Megan Thee Stallion has re-emphasised her passion and interest for collaborating with Rihanna and Adele. She said it before, she said it again. She's really just going to say it every time they, she interviews clearly. She's going to speak into existence. She's yeah. definitely speaking to existence. <laughs> she spoke the Beyonce one into existence. So I think she's doing the same thing again. And I'm not mad at it, to be honest, because that, again, is another collaboration I can imagine. A very, very girl power, like... I'm a hot girl. I don't even know. Like, she'll start I, yeah, I, I definitely think that Megan and Rihanna would be such a good collab. Even like Adele, but I, I feel like Adele would never do it, but 
Like that would be like imagine if that actually happens. Like you just saw one day like oh Megan the Stallion featuring Adele. You'll be like what? Like you know, that song would blow up. Yeah, <laughs> and the thing is, I think Megan has the she's I think she has the ability to be diverse and versatile in her rap. So I know that it's in there somewhere. It's just that at the moment she's fixated on you know. I'm not to knock her. I feel like a lot of women have rapped about sex and stuff in the past, like Little Kim and Missy Elliott. They just were a bit more discreet about it, especially Missy Elliott. But yeah, I just think hers is so profound and so it's so openly vulgar that it makes people think, oh, all she talks about is sex. But I believe she is versatile enough to rap about different things. Like, I know Cardi B can do it. Cardi B has different themes in her music, which I appreciate. Like songs like Be Careful and Get Up 10 and stuff like that. So I believe Megan also, they remind me of each other in a weird way, I don't know why. But I know that Megan can do it too. So she could be able to match Adele's that type of music if she really wanted to. So, yeah. Yeah. Also, I didn't really read the story to be honest, but I just saw that um, Megan is suing her label again. I didn't even know she sued them the first time. But um, <laughs> something about the definition of an album, like I don't think they, I don't, I don't think they agree about what like direction her music is going or whatever. Did you read the article? Yeah. So basically, before she sued them because they weren't letting her release music, so she sued them to let her release music, and then the judge granted her the ability to release music. And then now it's because she basically has an album specific. I think it's a free album deal with her label. And she was trying to, like, see if she could get out of it, basically. But, like, they're just having issues defining what exactly counts as an album and what, what doesn't. Because, obviously, she has her mixtapes and EPs. So if she strategically, like, marketed those as an album, then she probably would be out, would have been out of her album, her deal by now. But, obviously, those have been classified as mixtapes slash EPs. So, essentially, she has two more bodies of work to release before she's actually free. Because I think she only has one official album out. Yeah, she has, I was going to say, she only has one album, which is good yeah. So I think she could get around that if she just puts together, like, if she really wanted to, she could get around that. Just put, basically record, like, however long, I don't know how many songs count as an album, but if it's eight to ten, two, one minute and a half song, two albums full of eight to ten songs, maybe one minute to two minutes, and just, even if they're mixtape style, just put them together, call it an album, release one, boom, then another three six to six months, release another one, boom. Then just be free with it or do something that's similar to what Frank Ocean did. I don't know, but just figure it out because I don't think it's that difficult. But I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's hostile being on a label that you don't like or don't like the management on the label. So, you know. Yeah, it must be hard, especially if you don't you, you don't agree with what you're doing. I mean, because the thing is, most of her mixtapes or EPs or whatever you want to call them, they're, they're, they're pretty much albums. Yeah, like, as well. yeah, I believe. Uh, I agree. Mm. Maybe she could just be like, oh, yeah, that was an album, not an EP. <laughs> Change mm-hmm. her mind. Yeah, low-key, because the song was like, there was like more than a specific amount of songs. But I think an EP has, sorry, an album has to be a certain length. I think that's what it is. And I think with EPs, they tend to be like less than an hour or less than 45 minutes. I can't remember how long an album needs to be to be qualified as an album. I think, I feel like it's 45 minutes, but don't quote me. But yeah, that's probably what the issue is. But yeah, I hope she figures it out, because hostile vibes. Yeah. But, so, our girl, well, your girl, well, basically our girl. (laughs) Nikki, 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 Nikki. She's tied Rihanna for the most top 20 hot 100 hits on the Billboard 100. Oh. So, I mean, that's actually such a impressive feat. Mm-hmm. Especially considering... So, Nikki really became popping in 20... Well, she came out in 2010. Mm. And I feel like she became popping around 2012. Like, in the, in, the, in the years between 2010 and 2012. So, let's just say, like, she's been popping for, like, 10 years. Yeah. Rihanna's been out for 15. But I think Rihanna's... I would say Rihanna's an anomaly because, like, she's just... I don't even know. Like, how, how does she get all those hits? <laughs> I just don't understand. Because <laughs> she, she... Like, every single song Rihanna released, like, as a single, like, charted pretty much in the top 20. I think she has, like, maybe, like, four or five songs that didn't really chart in the top 20, but they still charted on, the, on 100. So I feel like that's... In that sense, she's an anomaly because that's really unheard of, to be honest. Like, and she's been out for fifteen years. Like every song you release, charts in the top twenty. But like, I feel like Nikki's um, accolades definitely definitely come from most mostly from her features because she. I think it's like when was it? Twenty twelve. Maybe there was there was a time period. I think it's twenty ten to twenty twelve, where Nikki was doing feature after feature after feature after feature. Like she was jumping on so many features. Well, from so many artists, which I think was so smart. Very smart, yeah. So I think that's where her most, most of her accolades come from, and I'm 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 proud of her to be honest. So I agree. I think that it's as you said, it was really smart. I think that's one thing that really helped her career starting off. 
I mean, everybody, like, she was blowing up, obviously, and then everyone was asking to work with her. And she just didn't say no to anybody at that time, it seems like. And I think that really has benefited her because, like, remember there was a time when there was, like, so many Nicki features. She had, like, so many songs on the Hot 100 at one time, like, break in that instant. So, um, yeah, I think it was a good, like, market employee for her. And it catapulted her. And then it was smart because then after, when she, later in the year, like, 2010, when she released her album, it sold so well. And obviously people had heard her different flows, different versatility on different songs. And she created a name for herself just from, like, featuring on songs. So I really think that's important. And then I feel it's like a 180, though, because I feel like now that she's establishing her career, she picks and chooses what songs she wants to be on. And it's nice to have that kind of creative control. Whereas then initially, maybe she just felt like, you know, I might not even like this song, but I'm just going to do it because it will benefit me as an artist. So yeah. here, here for Nikki. Yeah, I'm I'm happy for her. And also, and she's definitely going to get away more in the next coming years. It's crazy to think that um, she only came out in 2010. I know, it's weird. Like, I feel like she's been such a pivotal part of, like, hip-hop rap in general I would say female rap just rap in general that and the culture in general that it's just like okay now Nikki 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 yeah we need to put respect on her name yeah for <laughs> real um in other news Summer Walker doesn't want to perform certain songs from her <laughs> <laughs> are you laughing <laughs> why are you laughing but it's this girl, this girl, honestly, like I love her, but honestly, she's just—I just don't. Uh, she's just so weird. <laughs> I love. I, just, I think she's just. I really enjoy her. Like I just, whenever I see anything about her, I just laugh and I just feel I love her. I love the. I love the vibe. She just gives me. I'm here for a, a good time, not a long time. I don't even know. She just gives me vibes, one hundred percent. Like the fact that she. How, sorry, how can you have two whole albums and you're just like, yeah, but you're not going to hear any of those songs? Sorry. <laughs> the, thing. the thing is, yeah, like obviously, I think social media, obviously, you know how we how we do the media. We, everything was blown out of proportion. Like, I don't know, I don't think she performed like songs like Closure and some other songs, but she did perform like a good body of work. So it wasn't that deep that you got to see a lot of her music, and she has so much songs, like in terms of like from EPs to um her two albums now that like. You know, there's but it was just like maybe one or two, maybe three, four songs that she didn't perform that you might have not heard. But I feel like you would even notice certain songs not being performed. And I understand it. I will say that I understand how she feels because it will take her to a place. But then people were saying that it's true that when you sing those songs and you allow the emotions to manifest, it can help free you as well. So even if you end up crying on stage, it will be comforting in a sense and it will help you kind of get out of that rut that you're in and of that place of hurt. And yeah, so it can be healing because I remember, sorry, random interjection, Kelly Rowland singing Dirty Laundry one day and she just started crying. Mm. And I think that's very powerful. It's very healing. Like being able to sing through that song and obviously take you back to that place of pain and sadness and misery and you just lay it out. And then once you do, maybe a few times, you probably get over it. You know, it helps with the healing process. Process. Yeah. Process. <laughs> <laughs> and also when artists do like connect with the song and become emotional and and you know show raw emotion <clears throat> people connect with that and they like that that's the kind of performances that people like to see mm. so kind of it will help her stage presence and stuff as well but yeah i get it that she doesn't want to you know dig into old wounds whatever but i just think it's kind of silly because obviously she just released that album so people have <clears throat> people have a lot of favorites and stuff so when people go to concerts they kind of want to hear their favorites i guess mm. but at the same time artists when they go on tour or whatever they they choose a certain set list you know so you're not going to get every single song that they ever performed you're going to get a set list so you kind of just have to go with what they want or what they want to sing so i guess at the same time you can't really blame her for like just choosing certain songs yeah um and also what i would i will say that watching her performances on tour she has got so much better on stage her stage presence has definitely improved in it Mm-hmm. Like she's, she looks less nervous and she looks to be more comfortable. Like when she sang "No Love of Scissor," I really liked that performance. Like she looked like she was really happy and like. So I guess, I guess I get, I get it. She wants to song, sing songs that make her happy. I guess. So. Yeah, I agree. I think that 
Yeah, I'm seeing. I'm enjoying seeing her um, blossom. I think she's she was a butterfly. I mean, not a butterfly. She was a caterpillar. Caterpillar, yeah. <laughs> <Not a butterfly. laughs> and now she's evolving into a beautiful butterfly that is. Confident. She's in the cocoon. She's not a butterfly. Oh, it's true. She's not there yet. Right, <laughs> I'm going. I'm jumping ahead. I'm jumping the gun. Sorry. Yes, she is in the cocoon. She's transforming. She's transitioning. She's in the process of refining herself. And when she evolves from the cocoon, she will be a beautiful butterfly that has yes. transitioned through and able to i don't know i'm going with this manifest it <laughs> yeah i'm speaking it for her mate i'm like yes you'll be on that stage you'll be confident you'll be walking up and down swinging your inches and you're very confident <laughs> here for it yes i prophesy i will use this time though to say this public announcement to summer walker's label i want to know what you're doing and why you're not releasing no love as I beg. ask them again please what's going on there because that song is popping and slopping all over streaming and she's performing it live and people like really love that song so I just don't get what's happening like where's the video where's the single like uh, it's really frustrating but yeah I agree I don't know what's happening with that but please get it together I believe she's on Interscope so they're usually quite good with that kind of thing I don't know what's happening but yeah we need another video because we just had X for a reason and then they kind of just that was it just left her in the lurks to just do whatever she's doing so yeah but again i feel like it's one of those people like this album will probably go platform plat, platinum or if, probably, if it hasn't been set up a gold or least by now it will go platform or platform goodness gracious it'll go platinum <laughs> yeah. without any if she doesn't even want to put any videos out it will just do its thing anyway because that's how popular she is as an r&b artist so yeah it's so, true she, she got an award as well at the billboard women in music thingy so. he did along with doja cat yeah, so they both like you know they all do. they are definitely all. I would say that her and Doja are definitely you know the it girls and Scissor. Yeah, Scissor too. So I respect that. For sure. Talking about respect and if we respect him or not, <laughs> is Kanye West's new documentary called Jesus. Um, I haven't watched it, so I'm going to let you take the floor. <laughs> <laughs> what um what went down and what's what's popping? So um. When Kanye started his career, he started as a producer. And this was, like, 2001, 2002 times. And then he got to, like... He produced some stuff for, like, Jay-Z. He produced um, O3, Bonnie and Clyde for Beyonce and Jay-Z. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, one of our mother's <laughs> plays. And he produced H to the Enzo for Jay-Z. So he's produced quite a few of Jay-Z's. In fact, those were two of the Jay-Z's first top tens. So just throwing that out there um and yeah so it just kind of detailed like he had a friend from chicago who filmed he met in 94 whenever he was when he was really young and basically this guy just like kind of followed him around um and recorded him like from from like when he just started his career and i think it's really amazing to see that like he in kanye's head he knew he was going to be a superstar so he was just like you know can you call me document like me recording and it shows like the process i just keep saying process 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 (laughs) of him recording songs like jesus walks slow jams with jamie fox like that whole thing is captured and it's just like whoa like him record and not recording but him like playing all falls down to his label they were not interested in hearing it they were just looking at him okay like through the wire like how that happened the accident and him rapping through like the creation of the video like, it was just such a groundbreaking documentary. I really enjoyed it. It gave me a newfound respect for Kanye West as an artist, I think. It showed a lot of things, like his relationship with his mother. I can see that she loved him, and he loved her so much. They were basically best friends, from what I could see. And I think that the loss of his mother, as everyone has pretty much said, definitely affected him. I don't know if he's been able to grieve 100%. I don't know how he's coped with that. And I believe that's obviously been instrumental in like a lot of the things that have like manifested now in current time. So it just basically gave a good rundown of like his life, him like recording his initial songs, him trying to get his label, which was headed by Dame Dash, Leah's ex-boyfriend, and I say ex because she was the last person he dated before she died, um, and Jay-Z. And they were not like interested in, in like supporting his album. So he had to like pay for the video for Free the Wire himself. He had to like you know get he played he did so many things that were instrumental in getting the song out there you know what i mean and then like when through the wire like took off um he was like then they like started supporting him he got a release date for his album but he was fighting for time to try and get a release date he had his car accident in between then it was just all like a madness but yeah details his life really well i'm on part three at the moment so i haven't completed it but yeah part one and two were really instrumental in showing the kind of creative creative person Kanye west was and so i would recommend you to watch definitely yeah, I definitely watch it. And I've seen a lot of um, people kind of, what's the word? They're kind of like, they're kind of mad at Jay-Z, I'd say. 
because yeah. you know, like he didn't really support Kanye when Kanye kind of supported him throughout. Yeah, that's, that's the kind of things that I've been seeing. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think it does seem, because it seems like, you know, he gave you, like, he produced these songs for you that were big. So it's like, the least you could have done is support him a bit more in, in the, you know, the release of his album. That's why I think a lot of people saw it um, from the documentary. So I understand that, that element of it. So, yeah. It's just, I don't know, it's weird. But I'm happy that Kanye got to where he is. And I just think it's so amazing. Like, you know, like, singers and rappers, they always have stuff documented from like years before they make it, as if their parents or they knew that they were going to be superstars. It's like you know, Beyonce's got many of these recordings of her singing, with yes, the, her group, like all these clips of them performing in different places. Like their parents made sure that they, these things were well documented, and then when they're a superstar, they can just put them into videos and show them when they're young, pictures of them singing this and the awards they've won and all the competitions they enter. And I'm just like, how did your parents know? How? How did they know? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get how they do that. Yeah. It's so weird. And I feel like that's I feel like maybe I don't know, maybe because I don't see it, but those kind of, that kind of thing doesn't happen now. Like we don't yeah. really see like document of like these like artists like when they are younger and stuff. So Yeah, I, not as much anyway, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I, sorry, I, I also I think him and Kim are like apparently officially divorced. I don't know like officially, but I saw that she was granted single status. Um, Kim Kardashian. So I don't know if that means they're divorced or what, but yeah, I think so. so he posted some. He posted a picture saying "divorced" the other day on his Instagram, okay. so and there was like, and there was like, um, it was like, it's a, it's a, it was a picture that said "divorce," and then there was like below it there was like loads of different phrases of what divorce is and stuff. So I think he's mm-hmm. really hurt and mad about that. But there was also something. I think maybe I think it was one of his new music videos or something. He kind of he it was kind of I don't know if you heard, but it was depi- depicting um Pete. Davidson was it Pete Davidson it was depicting him like dead basically yeah I saw like some cartoonized image of him like I think that's too far like Pete said it was funny though but I was just like well nah it's not funny like (laughs) I was just like well if you you like it I love it then if you find it funny I don't know what you want me to do if you're not if you're not worried about that then okay I do I should I be worried for you I don't, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> apparently Kanye's dating someone else now as well yeah she's she, looks like she looks a bit like Kim yeah so, yeah and she just I just think that he's just grabbing any girl that comes and just like because he's gonna use her for a little bit and then dash her to the side that's what it seems like he's doing cause... yeah he wants a muse basically yeah he always said that though because when he was dating I think when he first dated Khan, um, Kanye when he first dated Kim I think she can. I think he like bought her a whole new wardrobe or something like that. Yeah. So he kind of wants a wife or like he kind of wants a trophy wife, I think. To, you know, so anyway, I just hope that he's kind of he he his mental health kind of doesn't suffer too much more because it just seems like he's really deteriorating deteriorating over the divorce. So it's kind of sad to see. Yeah, um, I think it seems to be, and I, I believe he does want to be with his wife, but obviously there's. He can't seem to deal with him anymore, as it seems. So, I understand like if you can't deal with anyone's behavior anymore, then you should, you know, seek divorce if that's the last result for you. Then cool. Yeah, but yeah, hopefully it's like a smooth divorce anyway. Yeah. So, um, in other news, Super Bowl. We spoke about that in well, a couple of weeks ago in an episode dedicated to like a review. Um, Usher wants to headline the Super Bowl. I see it. Yeah, me too. I feel like he... I mean, he's performed with Black Eyed Peas when they did their one in 2011 or whenever it was. Um, But his own one, I would appreciate. I think Usher has the hits. He's got the discography for it. He's an amazing singer, good performer. I think he can do the next one. And obviously, he can have whoever he wants in it. But I believe he should headline himself like Beyonce did. And he can pull in whoever he wants for collaborations. But he deserves his own Super Bowl. Justin Timberlake has done it like twice now, so... If he can do it twice, then Usher should have at least had well have his own headlining show anyway. I was gonna say if he does it, I, I would want I don't want I don't want it to be um, him and then like other headliners. I want him to headline and then have guests basically. Yeah, exactly. So let him be the show, and then he can have the guests that he's worked with. Obviously, put in Beyonce if you wanna have a little you know naughty girl and loving this club bit or whatever you wanna do. Just you know make it work for him. But yeah, he doesn't need to be sharing it with for other people because he can do it himself. Like, yeah, three times. Say that again, sorry? Oh, the pop song. But you say yeah, yeah three times. Not Chris Brown. What's it called again? Yeah, it's called just called Yeah. 
Oh, what yeah. <laughs> As in, wait, oh my gosh, what are you talking about? I should sung. Where's it called? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. No, he has a song. I'm pretty sure he has a song called, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. That's not a pop song, though. It is. I mean... It is pop I song. I mean, pop it's popular, <laughs> but I mean, I wouldn't call it, like... Because when you said, yeah, three times, I was thinking Chris Brown's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's, like, a pop song, like... Yeah. Why did I think it was called the FBT? Because of Chris Brown. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, maybe like oh my god is very like for the time in it, very robotic dance pop. Like, you could do them, I know I'm sure would do like oh my god or whatever. Like and climax. Yeah, those are good songs. And I like to let me see as well. And um Dive. Is it that dive? Yeah. I think. Yeah. Have you heard that song, Asha? You say dive. Yeah, is it called dive? I'm sure it's called dive. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was around that time. <laughs> yeah, I think it's called dive. I like that song. I like the lyric called content. We'll, we'll, dis- we'll discuss it offline. Sierra, do you know what? It's so weird because whenever we hear about these um, like random facts, I, can't, I find it so interesting because it's like so many years later, but Sierra is like a boy was written with Kelly Rowland in mind. And yeah. I just think it's so fascinating to know that behind the scenes tea. I feel you on that one hundred percent. Um, see, that's the thing. Yeah, I I heard that and I was like, because mm. I know that I knew the history. You know, I'm a big Sierra fan. That's like my number one. So I know that the Clutch wrote that song. That's like a writing group that Kerry Hilson was a part of at one point. And so I think they said they wrote it in her in Kelly's session. And then Kelly was like, oh, that they told her that the song was written in her session. But then they gave it to Sierra. And I think Sierra would, what she does is when she gets a song that's already written, she edits it to make it fit her, which I appreciate. So she's a good co-writer. So with One Two Step, I had a demo of One Two Step and Missy Elliott wrote the song. And it sounded very, it sounded similar, but different. And Sierra like changed bits and added different melodies and changed it around. So I appreciate her artistic side of that and she done I definitely did that to like a boy to make it fit her a bit more I can imagine but yeah I can imagine Kenny singing it in terms of the vocals but the video and the delivery of the video nobody would be able to like carry that like Sierra did man because that video was just one of her best if not her best video I think personally speaking so yeah Kelly is a great singer and I can imagine her singing it but it obviously it went to who it should have gone to essentially I agree. I think, like you said, um, Kelly could could have definitely sang the song. No, no doubt about that. But yeah, it's the video that that kind of elevated the song. So I definitely think she couldn't have re- recreated it. So yeah, yeah. it's kind of nice to know that some like songs like this, they went to the right person or right artist. So yeah, and even sorry again, like Britney Spears was supposed to get apparently there was label trying to give goodies to Britney. I'm just like zero. How many instances of these these kind of things <laughs> like? Lucky that she landed the songs that she did land. And also, I saw Sierra interviewing at the Billboard. She'd been interviewed at the Billboard when the music on the red carpet. And the lady asked her about this. And she said, oh, can we get, like, a remix of you and Kelly on, like, a boy? And Sierra was like, no, we can do something new. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, Sierra's got good media training because she answers all questions, no matter how awkward they might be. And she flips it in a good way. So I was like, very, very skilled media interviewing like, because the way she flips it was nice. And she was like, we've got a song called Girl Gang. And if we, if it's right in the future, we can make music, new music. And I was like, yeah, why are you going to remix a song that is how many years old? What kind of dumb question was that? Sorry. Yeah, I Sometimes I hate these interviewer questions. Like, it just doesn't yeah. make sense. That was random. So random. <laughs> but I will say we can do better than Girl Gang. Because it wasn't here. <laughs> so, um, Wireless Festival. <laughs> <laughs> Not, that, not you having nothing to say. <laughs> no, Wireless Festival has apparently moved to three different locations. And I think that's really great. Woo. I've heard a lot of backlash about this. Really? What have you been yeah. hearing? People are saying that um, they kind of like the fact that people all came down to one place, like to meet, like they came from different cities to come down to one place and like, you know, be all together and whatever. And also because it's in three separate locations, you kind of have to choose which one you want to go to. Yeah. Whereas 
where when it was just one in, in one place, you had no choice. You just went to that one place and then you saw whoever. So now it's free applications kind of like I, think, I guess people don't like choice. So I don't know, but yeah, I've had a lot of backlash about it. Yeah, I can see that how that's a negative, but also the positive is that there's more opportunity for different artists to headline. So because it's three locations, you've got three different days and you've got three um different headliners. Um, no, three locations. So that's nine headliners. Sorry. So I think that's a positive in a sense. But um, yeah, I mean, just go on the days that you want to go. Like, and they spread out the artists quite well. So I think, you know, why not? Like, you know, Nicki Minaj is gonna be there. Cardi B gonna be there. Um. ASAP Rocky gonna be there. Dave's gonna headline one of the days. Um, yeah, there's lots of different rappers and artists that are gonna be there. Megan Thee Stallion, Doja, City Girls, Little Baby, Little Dirk. I think we're going. We're going to Nikki one. Are you going to two? Aren't you? Yeah, we're going Nikki day, and I'm also going to see like Tyler the Creator and um, Snow Allegra and Pete's Little Sims. Oh, okay. Yeah, but um, I would have loved because because Nikki's on the Sunday, and I would have loved to see to go to the Saturday because. Um, there's a lot of artists there that I want to see. I think it's Jeanne Aiko and Summer Walker, and it's kind of like you said before. It's kind of more the neo R&B day. Yeah, it but... would be. But that is definitely, I think, the the best day overall. I believe. I think, like thinking about it, in terms of the collection of artists, I would have really enjoyed that day. Summer Walker as well, and like they've done it in a smart way as well. While there's paired people that have collaborated on these days, so Megan and Cardi B are going on the same day. Then you've got Scissor and Summer Walker on the same day. You've got Nikki and Little Baby on the same day. You've got Tyler the Creator and Snow Allegra, who have a song to go on the same day. So they've done it in like a smart way so they can like add more anticipation because they might bring out said artists featured on song to perform with the headliner. So, yeah. Speaking of Cardi B, there's been like a whole thing about Nicki Minaj selling out and Cardi B not. And I just, um, I just don't like, I just don't like the, the fact that these two are always pit against each other. Like, for me, it makes sense that Nicki Minaj is sold out because, like, she it's kind of like her comeback right, right now. So she's obviously in high demand. And Cardi, I mean, it definitely comes down to, like, what day people are available to go as well. It doesn't really, I don't know, because Sunday is kind of a day where more people might be free. Because mm, Friday. Mm. Friday, people probably have to go straight after work. Yeah, or they'll take the day off, but that, that might not be the most convenient option for them, as you said previously. So Yeah, and it depends also of what other artists are performing on that day. So I feel like people putting them against each other about who's selling what and what, who's selling out and whatever, it's just just leave it alone. Like, they're both headlining, so isn't that a, a good feat anyway? Like, Yeah, I agree with you, to be honest. I think I saw it as, like, obviously the, it's the fan bases that cause the stir a lot of the time and like, cause unnecessary competition. And I was watching a video on YouTube and they were talking about it. And they were just very, this is a very, like, pro Nicki YouTube page. So I wasn't surprised by what they were saying. They were like, oh, yeah, like, da-da-da-da, Nicki Minaj is outselling, Cardi B has it. And, like, it's the fans again that were causing the problem because the Cardi fans were, like, <clears throat> like saying, oh, my God, I can't believe Nicki sold out. Like, that's embarrassing as us as, as a fan base. And somebody screenshot, like, them trying to buy tickets for Nicki Day and it was, like, 30,000 in the waiting room. In comparison to, like, on Cardi Day, it was only, like, 13 people ahead of them in the queue or waiting room thing so I was like mm, okay but then one thing that stood out to me was that people say that in terms of like impact as an artist that you know how um, influential or popular a person is from like how they do in terms of touring and stuff and then I thought that was interesting because I was like mm, that's a good point because like you know people can have hits on the charts and stuff but like touring is where the money is at really if you think about it because streaming isn't where the money is at and I think Russ said something I, asked, I have a quote today like this is or first time thing I have a quote <laughs> from Russ who's this rapper and he said something about what did he say he said to me ticket sales is the truest gauge of impact in music you can fake streams album sales YouTube views followers bundles you can have 30 songs to boost your streams but you can't fake people being at a show which is why I love seeing the work pay off when it all goes up Russ and I was like hmm, okay <laughs> <laughs> you said no honestly I agree with everything you said I agree, because I just buy like ticket sales and people being at your show. That that shows how in demand you actually are. Because people who, you know, they they take the look, times are tough, so they take their money to go and buy a ticket. They take their time to go and see you at a show. So yeah, that he definitely he hit the nail on the head. Like I agree, hundred percent. 
Yeah, me too. And I, as you said though, like there's no need to compare. Like Cardi B day is gonna sell out at some point. Even me, I would I would even like to have gone to that day too. But you know, I was just rationalizing in my head. I've seen her already. I've seen this person. I haven't seen Megan, so I would have liked to go and to see her too. But like I was just like, look, I'm not rich. I'm not made of money. Tickets on these tickets, these tickets are not cheap. They are actually quite pricey now because three years ago I got 180 pounds. I paid 180 pounds for free for a three day ticket. Now a three day ticket is like 300 or something pounds. I said, no, 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 no. Jesus, way, <laughs> way on this universe on this earth. So yes, I would have loved to even go to see Holly B too. But I just said, you know what? I love Nicki Minaj. I've seen her like so many times, but I would love to see her again. So why not? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So, but yeah, speaking of concerts and whatever. There's been a big controversy recently. I, I actually I actually saw it this morning. Of <laughs> apparently Davido um has had empty like he basically said that his tour was sold out and it said sold out on the on the page, but then apparently there was like people took pictures of empty seats. And I was just thinking people are reaching because as we all know, oh, I don't know if we all know, but I know and you know, that sometimes in concerts and stuff, like these venues don't sell certain seats or they cut them off or they block them off or for, for whatever reason, I don't know. Maybe it's like some I don't know, like the viewpoint is not good or i don't know maybe there's like a, a chair broken or something i don't know um so they, they don't sell those seats and i've seen like loads of comments underneath the post about um not being sold out that whoever went there they were commenting saying no the, the place was full like it was packed so you does it this one picture doesn't depict what actually went down at the concert so i think it was just i think it was the shade borough that was saying that that um that said that he didn't sell out but people are saying no you're just trying to be messy so yeah yeah i saw this i saw after you told me i was i saw the shape bar and people were saying in the comments that no some sections are, are, are cornered off in concerts and i said that to you as well before and when we we're speaking mm-hmm. but yeah sometimes they section off certain areas because of as you said maybe broken seats or maybe because the viewpoint isn't good or there's something just not right about the area in terms of the venue i've been to beyonce concert i saw one section that was sectioned off but it was packed like every other seat was packed out so she sold out, like, you know what I mean? If the venue's 12,000, for example, and then maybe, and maybe like, um, 500 of those seats are not actually, you know, able to be seated. But if they sold out of the, you know, the rest of the amount, then they did sell out. So, yeah. And, like, this, and when I saw the pictures of the sections, I was like, look, there's not even one person in those seats. So there's reason yeah. why they're not, why they sectioned it off, you know what I mean? So it was just like, no, this is a reach. Like, he definitely sold out because it was full. There was not one person in those seats. If there was one person sitting there or two people, then it's like, okay, cool. People yeah. didn't turn up or whatever, or no one bought tickets for those seats. But no, people, there was no one there. So there was a reason why it was sold off. So that was a reach, man. He probably had a good show and it looked like it was vibes from what I can see on social Exactly. People just love to focus or like try and try and bring the negative down on people and just hate it so much. So just leave him alone. Like, it's good. Mm. It's, it's amazing that he sold out a show and like Afrobeats are being, on, being put on the map. So just let it be. <laughs> like, ugh. But yeah, people in these in these comments. I just feel like those type of pages, like the Shade Borough and Shade Room, whatever. They just they just try to be messy. They just want the the I don't know. They just want the what's it called? The engagement. <laughs> yeah, it's it's their brand in it. Like to post content and then kind of just like you know when you like, give a dog a bone. I don't know. You just throw something out there and then watch it blow up because of yeah. people are gonna be like, oh my days. But I'm happy that a lot of people came to David and Davido's defense more so. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna take you down the old town road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> old town road is the highest certified song in history, and when you told me that, I was like, "Whoa, dude, that is gnarly, bro." <laughs> wow. It's sixteen times platinum. Can you imagine? That's a big number. Mm-hmm. Sixteen million times platinum. Sorry, sixteen times platinum. Sorry, so sixteen million. Yeah, sales that is no small feat for a single at all. Before that, what was the most certified song? I have no idea. I like know that like certain albums are certified, and I know that um, Confessions was like one of the last albums to be diamond, so selling telling 10, 10, 10 million album sales. So I actually don't know what the most certified song was before that, but that look. is crazy. Do you know? No, I'll have to look. I'm, I'm not yeah. sure. To be honest. Probably, it's probably like a song from... I don't know. I'm just trying to... Th- I don't even know. I'm going to look after us t- to see. Um, but also, in that same mind, his album, Montero, is platinum as well. And that's kind of... Cool. It's, so, it's so amazing that he's actually doing such big things. Um, but yeah, so... 
Actually, I haven't even. Did you, have you listened to that album? No, I've only heard the songs that he's released. To be honest, um, yeah. But no, well done to him though. I think he's young and he's um. I really like his personality, and I think that I enjoy his trolling. It makes me laugh. So um, I appreciate the fact that he has blown up and done quite well in his career so early on. So I'm happy for him, honestly. That's what I, I agree. Just Speaking happy. of someone who's blown up a lot in these past couple of years, Jasmine Sullivan. I'm so upset because she has to. Yeah, she had to postpone her hotels tour because of COVID and just damn COVID again ruining lives like it's still here two years later almost three years later it's still just wrecking lives <laughs> or yeah, she had to postpone hopefully it's not for too long but yeah it's sad i mean you know she was looking forward to the tour and a lot of people were looking forward and, and highly anticipating her touring so the only thing is like obviously she's sick it'll just reschedule in it so at least she'll be okay at one point and obviously catching covid like, in this time period means that she'll be okay for, like, a long while after. I can't imagine her catching it again, like, in two weeks' time. So, after she's already recovered. So, yeah, she'll be fine. She'll be able to... Yeah, it. she will be fine. I, I hope that she falls Europe. Yeah, it would be nice, like, to add on the Europe date, because we don't always get, like, you know, the people... They come here, like, once every blue moon, so... Yeah, we never get those type of artists. It's yeah, really... Yeah, it'll be nice. Uh, Europe dates. They can add her to like wireless or something actually. Maybe that would be a good shout, I would say. I think she's popular enough to do wireless. I think so too, yeah. Like if her contemporaries like Scissor and like Summer Walker can do wireless. Obviously, I feel like they're festival girls anyway in my period, in my period, in my opinion. Um, But yeah, I couldn't imagine Jasmine at a festival like, mm, so why not? Yeah, for mm. sure. In other news, um, Queen of Hip Hop Soul, Mary J. Blige. Had her first Hot 100 hit in over 10 years. The last song that she had chart on the Hot 100 was Mr. Wrong in 2012. And so she charted numbers 83 with Good Morning, Gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I listened to the song multiple times and it, it's not a bad song. It's just it's the chorus. Like, like, so the verses and stuff, the chorus is actually not too bad, but it's just that it's damn Good Morning, Gorgeous, I can't get with. I can't either. Like the verses, I said, this is what I said to you as well. I was like, bro, the verses are cool. Like I'm listening to this, like, yeah, it's empowering. And then it's just when she says, like, get to myself in the morning and like, good morning. I was like, no. <laughs> so cheesy. Comes across so cheesy. I just, There's uh, like, who wrote the song? I need to go check the credits who wrote it. Because like, whoever wrote the song could have just, you could have, I don't know, you could have waited a way you can conceptualize that phrase in a different way. Without, like, it. You know what I mean? Because like, <sighs> apparently it was, it was produced by her. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Producing credits. I see you, Mary. Okay. Yeah. This girl, she's in everything. <laughs> Mate, I'm just gonna get a Grammy for producing. <laughs> I know. Actress, like she's actually got a hand in many. She got many hats, hand in many things. Like, hat, so she's very multi-talented. Clearly, so. Yeah, but I'm happy for Mary and her hit. Well, yeah, it's kind of a hit for her. But Mr. Wrong, did you like that song? I liked it. It was with Drake. Yeah, I did like that. That era was cool of around that time, anyway. Um, so that I liked the album as well around that time as well, and I did like um, was it my love too? The acts, whatever the one that came out in two thousand eleven. Yeah, there was good songs on there. There was one with Beyonce on there that I liked, and then there was also the she covered "Ain't Nobody" by Shaka Khan on there. So like around that time, I did actually enjoy the music she was releasing. Um, so yeah, I liked that kind of. Music. I can't believe it's been ten years since she charted, but she's been putting stuff out since. So yeah, I mean, it, this definitely charted because of her Super Bowl. Yeah, and um, it just kind of shows the impact the Super Bowl can have, like, on a musician and stuff. And she smartly released her album on the Friday um, or Super Bowl weekend. So it was, like, you know, in anticipation. So well done to her for being smart and strategic. Yep, 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 yep. But TikTok, 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 TikTok is, like, up in the volume, up in the length of their videos to 10 minutes. Yeah. So I feel like... I don't know, in my opinion, I just feel like it might just, like, just make the app really long. Imagine just scrolling and you just see, like, 10-minute videos. Just, like, I just want to see two five-second five videos and then I want to scroll past it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I guess it's good for creators and they can, there, there's a lot of ground for them to, like, create more things, more content and, and kind of just blow up a bit more. But and I'm, I'm looking in the eyes of a, of a consumer, like, do I really want to, like, sit there and watch 10-minute videos one after the other? I know. I'm not really. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's coming like YouTube now. To be honest, I'm not really like 100 percent told on it. But 
hey ho. I mean, it's the way direction that it's going. So what can we do? Yeah. They're obviously trying to make the money. Or like, yeah. Anything. But yeah. But yeah. Moving on. Um, Dua Leaf has been sued by a group called Article Sound System because her song Levitating sounds exactly like their song. I mean, normally <laughs> that song, it sounds exactly the same. Like, it literally. does, yeah. It, like, when we were talking about it, it was just like, they mixed a Levitating with the song by this group and it meshed so well. So, like, there's no way that they can deny that her team can deny that they didn't take yeah. that group. Yeah. It's definitely the team and not her because obviously they made the song. So, yeah. I mean, hopefully she gets, I don't know, she's probably going to w- lose the lawsuit. So, yeah. Exactly. But to end things, um, we are celebrating the 20th anniversary of Full Moon by Brandy which is both of our, it's not our favourite album from, from hers, but a lot of people love it. So I'm going to give it a listen and see what my faves are and trying to commemorate the album. Yeah, a lot of people do love like Full Moon as an album. And I'm just like, it's not my fave. I like Never Say Never more so, but you know, one day I'm going to deep dive. I have listened to most of it, but it's still not my favourite. But there's good songs on there though. And it, her voice deepened on this album, so it has a nice, more rich tone to it. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Congratulations for the 20th, 20th anniversary. But that brings us to the end of our Hot Topics. Hopefully we gave you knowledge and and wisdom of what's going on in the music world. So I think now we're going to add our songs to the rated playlist, which you can find on Spotify. Um, we're going to add one new song and one old song, as we usually do. And it's my turn to add a new song. So I'm going to add, for once, I'm going to add a UK song, which is weird for me. But we have no not many UK artists on our list. So I'm going to add NSG. Option. Oh, that's a nice song. That's one of my favorites. That's a good one. Yeah. Catchy. Shout out to the 90s Baby Show because they made me, they put me onto that song. Oh, I love it. No, that's a shout, man. I love options on this too. Um, I'm going to add a Brandy song because why not? I'm going to add, um, what's the song I'm going to add? Jesus. Um, Another Day in Paradise by Brandy and Ray J. And oh, that's good. Yeah, I just love that song as a child. So I thought, you know, it's in line with Brandy's 20th anniversary of Warman. It's on the album too. So yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So, as you guys know by now, you can find us on um, Instagram at the Rated Podcast. Obviously, listen to the Rated Playlist. Um, and I'm at Oli Bailey if you want to search my personal Instagram. And I'm at Carl and um, if you want to you know, give me a follow or like my like. <laughs> And make sure to rate the podcast, give us five stars and keep sharing. And we appreciate all the support that we've been getting and keep listening. Thank you, guys. We appreciate your support. Thank you. We'll see you again next week. Bye. Bye.